This is Josh. I'm Lewanika. And I'm Glenn. At Tabletop Journeys, we bring more than 75 years of role-playing experience in countless game systems. But Dungeons & Dragons is where we call home. We formed Tabletop Journeys so we could do what we love. Create epic adventures in fantastic lands with amazing people like you. Listen to our podcast to catch our take on using the D&D core rules, homebrew content, and epic player-driven storytelling to make your next role legendary. Also, keep an eye out for Tabletop Journey's original content coming soon to DMs Guild. Give him credit. Give him credit. <laughs> Those things that what? he was saying. That was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our intro. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. I'm your host, Steve Pugh. Are you not going to introduce yourself there, champ? Oh, you, are, you're you changing the format? It, it, what are we, 18 episodes in and you're going to change the format? I've never introduced <laughs> myself, and I'm Joe. And today really? we're talking about- You've never about... introduced your episode? You've never introduced yourself? No, you you always introduce me. How, do you not listen to our own episodes? I swore you introduced yourself. And I'm Joe, and what are we talking about today? <laughs> Hooked on phonics, muzzy, and <laughs> scholarly scholastics. So we are talking about books, our our favorite nerdy-ish books. I, I don't know if if yours is truly nerdy. I'm not allowed to talk about of. my favorite nerdy book, um, only because we recently <laughs> covered it in uh, episode, what, maybe two or three That's episodes right, ago. That's right. I forgot. You are a yeah. huge fan of Lovecraft. Yeah. <laughs> no, the far superior writer, um, J.R.R. Dang it, I was going to make a Harry Potter mix-in, but I forgot what her name is. Doesn't matter. Hermione Granger? No, the the writer. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, J.K. Rowling? J.K. Rowling, yeah, yeah. <laughs> J.R. Rowling. Um, no, Hobbit, obviously. Yes, I know Hobbit's the favorite It's book. the Hobbit, but I'm not going to uh, talk about that because we, <laughs> we, we just covered it. So I've, I've read other books probably. Have you? Yeah, Have you no, books? I've read some books. I've actually read yeah. a lot of books, but how many of them actually had words and weren't pictures? Oh man! Well, <laughs> Doctor Seuss is canceled now, so we can't talk about that. Um, yeah, no, I, I've, I mean, I've read. I don't know. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into it. So before we get into that, uh, we do have some exciting news. Uh, we can't really talk too much about it. However, we will mention uh, that. Some people that we have previously had on the show, the Eldritch Foundry, uh, we are in the works of doing uh, some special podcast-related stuff for them, and that's not just us have doing having a like you know a sponsor where we go, hey, you know, this is yeah why we like this, but more of an in-depth, really cool thing. Yeah, we got some really exciting stuff coming up. Um, uh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Like you said before, we, we can't really, really we can't, we really can't talk too much about it right now. Um, we're still crossing our T's and dotting our I's and all that good stuff. And um, but it's exciting. Keep an eye out for that. We'll keep updating you when more, you know, when we we're allowed to talk more about it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Joey, what nerdy things have you gotten up to lately? Man, um, well. Honestly, most of my time has been spent on figuring out this uh, stuff with the Eldritch Foundry, <laughs> unfortunately. We did have a D&D campaign. We did. We did some D&D. We did. <laughs> so, so uh, two of Joe's friends, and are can they be my friends now? No. Are they allowed to be my? No? No. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> um, uh, two, two of Joe's friends, and mine, uh, 
<laughs> we we uh we did a D and D campaign. Yes, uh, and it went it, very it was... bad. Well, for <laughs> you it went well as the DM. Oh, it was so for us was... not so well. I was DMing this, mm-hmm. and I, I've never <laughs> had a game go like this. Yeah, um... whatsoever. Yeah, that was my two friends, Mikey and TK, who. Spoilers, you might get to know a little bit more in the future. Um, <gasps> yeah, we, we played a campaign. Um, now, my friend Mikey is always known. I mean, he's just kind of known for our campaigns for being the uh, worst roller. Uh, and luckily, he brought that luck to the rest <laughs> of the party. And I don't think... I mean, we can talk about the campaign. Like, yeah, we, played, we can we, totally talk about this. We played this. the Rick and Morty campaign, and... <laughs> We planes are not, it's planes a strong word. <laughs> we were escorted through by Daddy DM through the Rick and Morty campaign. We literally did not make it into the very first room without almost dying. And for anybody who doesn't who hasn't played the Rick and Morty campaign, the very beginning is literally the narrator telling you you walk down a flight of stairs and that's where we almost died. That's we we didn't did. really get into the campaign, and somehow we almost had a TPK. But uh, was, it was so much fun. It was, oh, uh, it was the fact that the amount of times, like you two, all three of you were dragging somebody out yeah. of some room, somebody or almost yeah. dying. We yeah, we did not get through a room without somebody going down at least once. And we didn't I, have a healer, so hey, <laughs> I can't stop laughing. And and I'm I, I I I'm not sorry because it was so much fun. Just because I even softballed stuff in yeah. for you guys somehow. It did not go guys, well. It didn't go well at all. And 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 shout out to Joe and TK and Mikey because they want to continue the campaign. This thing was supposed to only be. Uh, a one shot. <laughs> they made, they made it about a third of the way through this dungeon. Yeah, it makes it hard getting through a campaign when you keep going down. <laughs> you were failing short re- or long rests. Yeah, you were failing stealth checks. You were failing life. I mean, we um, we had two perma deaths. Like we had two really characters did. fully die. Um, luckily, the Rick and Morty <laughs> campaign is very give- forgiving on its rules for replacing dead characters. So. Uh, it was it, it it was such a blast. I truly, truly enjoyed every single second of it, and I cannot wait to do the rest, or at least the next portion, because I right. highly doubt you're going to make it through the rest of this campaign. Yeah, it might take us a month <laughs> to get through. Uh, something that was only designed to take, like, three to four hours you guys is here to take like three weeks shut up nerd we're not here to talk about D. we're here to talk about books nerd we are here to talk about books i'm i'm crying over here i literally have (laughs) tears coming out of my eyes it's oh it was that was such a great game uh yes we we are here to talk about books you know what isn't a book what's not a book a lot of what is a book oh what is a book what's a book Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it's, books. those are really good <laughs> those books. Are, those, those are the player's handbook. Books. You should probably look into those. <laughs> That's not the book you prepared. What's the book you came to class? Show and tell. <laughs> Let's break it down. All right. So my book. So, so the reason I wanted to do this episode is not only. Um, actually, we have a special guest uh, that we will be introducing, Sam Kane. Uh, I will be have conducted an interview with him, so we will be putting that in the uh, somewhere into this podcast episode. Um, who is an author and has a book coming out, and we will be talking about that. Uh, but books in general, like th- there are fantasy, there's sci-fi, there's everything out there, uh, and there's f- followings for all of them. Case in point, I mean, you wouldn't have Harry Potter, you wouldn't have uh, any of the Lord of the Rings if there wasn't that. Almost, I don't want to call it a cult following, but it's 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 a fandom. At sure, the, at yeah. Highest. I mean, <laughs> I guess one book that's kind of relevant right now is the whole Dune series. Like that's, I mean, like that's kind of blowing up right it's now. Huge Moab Deeb. Oh, love the Dune books. Have you read them? I have not, but I haven't even like seen. Is the movie out? 
No, 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 no. no. Well, Well, technically, yes, there is one uh, where Sting is in it. He uh he plays in it and uh Wait, Patrick Stewart Sting the musician yeah, like, or the wrestler the musician oh, yeah no okay. the musician e- either no, way yeah. it would be equally weird um no <laughs> it, yeah, yeah Patrick I didn't know. Stewart's in it uh oh my God there's a whole bunch of people in it mm. uh we will we're totally gonna be doing an episode about oh it for it sure yeah out. I'll uh, uh get around I, to either watching the movie or the reading the books oh also. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, top Today of the is... morning to you, boys. All right, Irish fellas in the air, and this is a big shout-out to you there, by all. I apologize so. to all our Irish listeners. So. <laughs> but uh, any fandom out there, it's at core. The core fandoms have started by inspiration from some book. Sure, yeah, yeah. And... That's such a broad subject. I thought, or I think, and I thought, I said at the same time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought, why not just discuss some of our favorite books? And I know your Hobbit is your go-to book. Yeah. However, uh, yeah. I, figured I mean, we, it's we no. Share something we, new we, we've discussed it. Um, uh, I do have a, f- a favorite author that I think could, f- I mean, it's not, so my typical trope is you know fantasy like high fantasy mm-hmm. D the hobbit lord of the rings you know that that's where I, I like really like but um i think i think this book that i'm gonna be bringing to the table is still kind of fantasy it's fiction for sure mm. i would say my favorite so my favorite book the one i'm bringing to the table and i've, I've mentioned this in a couple episodes mm-hmm. uh Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, I changed my book. <laughs> Is that what you want to do? Yeah, okay, Hitchhiker's Guide guys, to the Galaxy. So Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Also starring Martin Freeman, um, who was Martin in The Freeman, Hobbit. Arthur Dent, and you had... Uh, we, Most we deaf. Yeah, 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 we, we we've this done tangent. this before. <laughs> this seems familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Great, so we've uh, already done yours, we'll move on to my segment. <laughs> I... But I like the entire series because mm-hmm. there's the restaurant at the end of the universe, uh, mostly harmless, so long, and thanks for all the fish. Uh, I, I think there was even an, uh, another one that they were borderline going to do, and I can't remember if they actually did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was called something. Uh, oh, and another thing that was, yeah, there is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, restaurant at the end of the universe, life, the universe, and everything. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Mm-hmm. Mostly harmless, and another thing. And then they had some little things. Like he really, 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 really went really f- pretty far mm-hmm. with his whole series. Mm-hmm. But I just loved Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's such a great book. I it's I gotta yeah. confess, I've never actually read any of the books. You've just seen the movies. I've seen the... Oh, are there more or than the one? Movie. I was going to no, say... There, well, technically, yes. It was actually... Before it became... If I remember correctly, before it became a book, it was actually a radio narrative. Okay. And then it got turned into... Converted back... In, or got converted into a book. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, here are my notes. I have it right here. Sorry. Uh, in 1978, it was a radio comedy on BBC uh, Radio. Um, then it was later turned into a book. Uh, it was a TV series. In uh, '84, it was a a video game. Really? I, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know this. Well, originally. once we finally decide to actually get on our Twitch, follow us at whatever Twitch dot Twitch Twitch dot com. Maybe we'll uh, we can find some kind of um, way to play that. What uh, like an emulator or something? We'll we'll have to talk to the uh, classic gaming brothers about that. Oh, they might for actually, sure. Yeah. yeah. They they got that kind of hookup. Uh, yeah, it's... I loved it just because it had that... You know what it really reminded me of? It was almost like reading Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Like that whole the Monty Python, the Flying Circus, like that, that whole style, that, that British humor. Right. That all came in that period. It had that vibe to me. A lot of satire. It, yeah, it, it, like I loved like the... All the fake books that were in it, like, uh, what was the one? Uh, the, the, something about, like, who is this God guy anyways? And just, like, the, the, the random silliness 
like the book didn't take itself seriously and that's what i really enjoyed about the book is like the doors were so happy to open they had that <laughs> human emotions hey you know it, the it, it was just silly and i i love that i i loved everything about it uh the president of the universe, uh, Zaphod Beetlebricks, I think is how you say his last name, and then, and then, <laughs> like he literally comes to Earth and steals Arthur's girl. He's like, "Hey, you want to go with a spaceman?" Right. <laughs> He's like, "Come on!" Uh, it's just everything about it is just fun. And in the movies, I loved how, or in the movie, I should say, like what came out in two thousand five, it, it. Emulated in, I think, as best as possible in cinematography, how the book felt. Like the even the letters don't panic on the book. Were done very very well. It gave me that warm and fuzzy that just. It was such a pleasant ride. The crazy thing why. is that, it, well, you it must have been your copy because it was, hmm. it was right when I, I I I had to have grabbed it when I moved out of Ma's place. But I've had a copy of it since. Oh man, I don't know. Is it a big like? A big oh one? yeah, it's the it's the big yeah, thick one with the movie yeah. cover, like the actual movie cover on it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I never bought a copy of it, but I've I've had this thing with me since I 2011, something like that. I n- never picked it up. I've never Fun. read it. I've always wanted to because I've watched the movie over and over and over. Never actually read the book though. So I got a little nostalgia about that book right mm-hmm. there. So that copy that you own is actually from the Barnes and Noble that was down the road from us mm-hmm. in, at, in in Indiana, sponsored by now, Barnes and Noble. It's, <laughs> we'll sell out to you, buddy. <laughs> Barnes and Noble. <laughs> um, I actually when I used to go there because you used to go over there and read books and you know drink coffee and stuff and because I thought that's what all the cool kids did. and <laughs> But I hid that copy for the longest time because I didn't have enough money to pay for the book because I think it was it was only like 25 or something dollars. Sure, yeah. It, yeah, but I just, I, I was always like five or six bucks short. So I was like, whatever. So I would hide it and I would bring it back and I would sit over and I would drink my, my chai lattes or whatever I could find, like I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I would sit there and I would read it. And I would just read it and read it and read it. And then I would put it back. And I always put it back somewhere where I knew nobody was going to look. Mm-hmm. And it was always like Armenian cookbooks or something like that. <laughs> like is it, something is I it knew the nowhere copy, to go to. that physical copy itself it was, was special that to you? Because oh, I no. can't imagine they're selling out of no. the Hitchhiker's Guide to the no. Galaxy anytime soon. No. I, Truly I, insane. I always, just, I always just wanted to make sure it was there that I could read. Oh, for sure. And then I, I think I ended up getting some like birthday money, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go over there," and I bought it, mm-hmm. and I would I would read it over and over and over again. I did. I was obsessed with between that one and Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. Those were my. I can I can still always read those books, and just it's it's even one of those books that I'd prefer the physical copy even to listening to it on audibles or looking at it digitally. I it's it's nostalgic and I think that's why I, I loved it so much too because it's a piece of my childhood memory. I get that. So that being said, the I've me- set the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Go for wow. it. Wow. <laughs> All right. So we're, we started off with a good book. Um before we get into my crappy I mean they're good books, but it um do you do you want to take a break and do the interview? Uh, yeah, we can take a, uh, a real quick break right here, and we'll go ahead and get right into the interview. Okay, so I have Sam Kane with me here today. Sam Kane is an author. Uh, you have a book coming out called The Pilgrim Soul. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Man, thanks for having me. I'm real excited to be here. Hey, not a problem, not a problem. Uh, so before we get into the book, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, again, my name is Sam. I am a high school English teacher in New Orleans, Louisiana. It is muggy and hot and disgusting, and I wouldn't live anywhere else. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, I'm originally from Colorado, 
and I love what I do. I love writing. I love building worlds. I love teaching students, um, and I also try to impart a little bit of that writing love to them. And that's that sums me up pretty nice and neat. Yeah. Uh, where'd you live out in Colorado? My brother's actually out there. Oh, right on. So I was about 30 minutes away from Garden of the Gods near Woodland Park. Uh, I was actually raised in a cabin without electricity or running water for half my life uh, off the grid, which also is why I fell in love with like nerd culture and books. Because if you don't have a box squawking at you and you just have those books, it really lets you dig deep. It's, a, it's where the love started. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so what are some of your nerd fandoms? Oh, man. Okay, Lord of the Rings, 100%. I know. I know it's the standard, but I love the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson. Absolutely brilliant and amazing. Star Wars, it's so fun. Um, a little bit of Monty Python as well. I'm not gonna, I love Monty Python. I don't know if you consider that a nerd fandom, but I oh, absolutely course. do. Of course. It, it, if there's a cult following for it, I consider it a nerdy fandom. Uh, and there's... I highly doubt there isn't many a nerd that can't doesn't look at a, a coconut and think a horse and doesn't look at a bunny and think of the the killer bunny yes <laughs> some uh, call me tim yeah. <laughs> i love that movie um so you you mentioned star wars uh how uh, how did you feel about the uh, the mandalorians oh man let me tell you what as a father of two small children who are under the age of two, uh, three, I have a lot of backlog to go through. So okay. I have somehow managed to stay away from the Mandalorian spoilers, and I'm really proud of that. I'm Good for you. Yeah. But I got to shout out the Star Wars nerds. They're amazing. They really are. Even um, <laughs> whenever controversy strikes. Let's just put it like that. They will find a way to love their stuff. And I just, I, I, I appreciate that a lot. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I won't try to spoil anything from the Mandalorian for you. I do strongly recommend you not listening to our Mando episodes then. I skipped it on purpose. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Lord of the Rings is, uh, that's awesome. Uh, we actually did an episode on them. Uh, how excited are you about, uh, Am is, yeah, Amazon is doing the Lord of the Rings thing. Uh, oh, man. I'm I'm so excited. I am Morgoth is probably my favorite villain of all time. Absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, there's like slight ties to Lucifer as well, and also he was trying to create things that was just corrupted, which has got this like really fun, interesting sort of bit to it. Where as a villain, we can connect to them because we always see ourselves as the heroes and villains of our own story. And Tolkien just did a great job with that character. Uh, but I'm a little worried. I'm not gonna lie because they're trying to incorporate a little bit more like nudity and lasciviousness into Lord of the Rings, and some people are freaking out about it online. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, so you, you said you are an adamant reader as a kid, so you've definitely got a few books under your belt. What would yeah. you consider your go-to book? Like, what is, I, I would say what's your favorite book, and that is a hard question. That's a hard question. It was a hard question when we were setting up this episode, what our favorite nerdy books were. Um, so what is your go-to book? All right. It's tough. But honestly, anything to do with Neil Gaiman, he's a just... Sandman. Oh, Sandman was amazing. Amazing. His short story abilities, graphic novel creation is incredible, top-notch. But if we're talking books... Uh, American Gods is just such inspiring. a good book. Such a, I, 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 so I got, I'm not gonna lie, I got to reading the book because of I saw the show was coming out. So I was like, oh, well, if, if it's based on a book, I gotta read it. And I read the book and I'm like, my God, this is what they're making. This is gonna be amazing. And I, um, I, yeah, no, it, it doesn't live up to it. And I mean, that's kind of, I, I've always taken that consideration because there's never been. A book to movie that has done thorough justice. I've said I've seen some, and I can't think of them right off the top of the head, but I know I've seen a few that have done a semi decent job, but nothing that has done a thorough like one hundred percent job. And American Gods didn't even touch it. Um, Coraline, he wrote Coraline. Uh, that one actually was pretty close to the book. Um, 
I am excited about Sandman. Now, I've listened to the Audible version with uh, John Malkavoy and Kat Dennings. Uh, phenomenally done. Very, very well done. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, who, oh my God, who's doing the show? Is it Hulu, Netflix? It's not Amazon. Somebody's doing it, I, and I, I'm going to have to look it up later. Uh, but they're, they're, it's doing the, uh, the actual live action uh, series. And I, I'm stoked about that too. So Neil Gaiman, I, I, I'll take that. That's he's a great author. Um, so when, yeah, you just hit the nail on the head with that American Gods uh, piece, right? Because mm-hmm. one of the things that Gaiman does so well is he interweaves mythology and like story in a contemporary sense. And so as just anybody who's invested in anything in the spiritual, it's a very personal thing. Mythology, stories parables the things that make us who we are they're personal and so whenever you read a book like american gods you're just putting so much of your own experience into it that whenever it's on the screen it's just they can't do your injustice like you can in your own mind it's impossible right imagination is its own thing yeah it's i actually felt bad for them trying to capture shadow it's impossible to capture shadow on the screen like he's just this like wooden non-feeling character in the book and they had to make something happen so they picked a you know a decent shadow but there's you just couldn't do that book justice it deserves to live in the mind alone i can get behind that i can get behind that um so but we're not here to talk about neil gaiman we're here to talk about you you are the All author right. of the night uh so tell us a little bit uh about the pilgrim soul sure um I mean, we could talk about Neil Gaiman. Like he's amazing. <laughs> it's a little frustrating whenever you're trying to write stuff and you got people like Gaiman on this planet where you're like, "Oh man, there's somebody so much better than me." Like right there, that sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just gotta learn from the masters. Yeah. Absolutely. So the Pilgrim's Soul. Uh, think of it as a philosophical primer for nerds, right? Mm-hmm. We all lived part of our young lives as. Uh, like in Hogwarts, if you're a little bit younger, or Star Wars, you know, like we, we, we just found these amazing moments in Tatooine or, you know, Fangorn Forest, right? But we had to grow up. And when we grew up, so did our ideas. And so as we grow up, we have to tackle ideas like love and aging and things like that. So I took this idea of what happens when we die and I turned it into a fantasy piece. It was a way in which to kind of dig into if there's a possibility for the afterlife, right? And so there's a magic system in there. There is, you know, some interesting characters, both historical and contemporary, but it was a way in which to try to see if I could create something logical enough uh, to posit a chance that there's something after death, you know, just lighthearted material. I like that. I like that. And I, you did, uh, I did get to read a bit of it and I did enjoy it. It was a very, very good book. Uh, and, and it's uh, the release date uh, is April sixth, correct? Yes, sir. April sixth. You can pre-order it now if you want, want to, and I'll always appreciate that. But April sixth is the due when it comes. Okay. Uh, so, what was the uh, the inspiration for your book? Uh, it was a conversation between a friend of mine. Um, we were sitting at a coffee shop in New Orleans, and he just came out of nowhere and was like, "Hey, man." is there a possibility of life after death? <laughs> I'm like, Brian, this, it's too early in the morning, man. Like, what you talking about? Uh, but he's like, come on, think about it. And so he and I sat down and we were just like, all right, let's think about it. And so just to kind of use a little bit of an allegory here, imagine a tree in front of you, right? And as soon as you think of the tree, there are now two trees. There's the tree itself and the tree in your head. Where, where does that tree go? The one in your mind. That's the place in which our souls go to as well, a place designed by conscious thought. And so we thought to ourselves, if we could somehow separate the consciousness from the physical self and go to a place of unique human thought, uh, once things cease on this physical plane, you know, it's believable enough. And that's how the genesis of Dara, the world, uh, came to be. And then kind of took off from there. That's really cool. That's a. Uh... That's some deep delving right there. That's some, uh, at, at what hour in the morning are we doing this? Like, like 7, 30. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I'm barely conscious working through the day, let alone delving into philosophy at 7.30 in the morning. 
<laughs> I don't know many people that are doing that kind of life, um, which is really cool, though. Uh, so you were you said you were in, in New Orleans when you were like delving on this thought. Is the city of New Orleans like in, any inspiration into it? The history, the background, the that is the city in Baton Rouge. Was that part of your your like concept art for your your story? Um, I, I wanted to make something a little bit broader than that, okay. right? Um, it's one of those things where. Human beings, we love to separate ourselves into little camps, right? It could be mm -hmm. football, you know, LSU. It could be uh, the school you go to. It could be a church. We're not going to get into that. It can be culture, age, whatever. Mm -hmm. But we all have these things that we have to tackle. We have to love, experience, and eventually, you know, we gotta, we're going to have to die. Mm -hmm. And so why not talk about these things that we're all connected by? And so when you go at it from that perspective, the minutia of the world that we want to separate ourselves by kind of falls apart. And there's, there's like inspiration of places I've been, but I really wanted to create a space where everybody could find a piece of home in it. If that makes sense. No, that does. That does. Uh, I, and I, I appreciate that and respect that. I, I've always been one of those people though, not to like counter in, in any such way, you know, write what you know, and what was it? It was, it was a saying, write what you know, and the rest will come to it. Um, so, but th that's that's cool. You do take a little bit of your soul and you take a little bit of your inspiration into stuff, but you also want to make sure that the experience is relatable to others, not from that area. And I respect that. Um, but I am excited for your book to be released, uh, which is going to be April 6th, like as we said earlier. Um, Thank you so much, Sam, for being on the show today. This is uh, this is really cool. I'm very stoked for you. I cannot wait for your book to come out. I cannot wait for my friends and family to read in. I can't wait for our listeners. Um, and so this book can be found anywhere, correct? Uh, where's yeah. the best place to find these, uh, to order these books or to buy? If you go, if you go to samkanewriter.com, S-A-M-K-A-N-E writer.com, you got links there. Um, if you're in the area, there's also a link to a local bookstore. Always support local if you can. So if you want to buy a book from a little local bookstore called Blue Cypress Books, shout out. You should as well. They're amazing. They support local artists all the time. So trying to give love back. But yeah, please check me out. Absolutely. All right. And we will definitely post a link into the uh, podcast episode. This has been my guest host today, uh, Sam Kane, And his book, The Pilgrim Soul, will be released April 6th. Sam, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Thank you. This has been great. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. Okay. Welcome back. Was That was a really awesome interview, by the way. I thoroughly enjoyed talking. Yeah. If, um, I don't know if we have a link to set up, but if we, if we have some way to link that, um, that would be awesome. So in the future, everybody else, you guys can all check out, check out his book. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Going into uh, your book, good sir. My book, um, boy, well, teacher, teacher, I forgot my homework, <laughs> teacher. Um, so, I mean, I do have, I, I, I don't know that it necessarily falls under the purview of this, you know, the whole podcast, or, you know, the whole the whole theme of our podcast. But um, one of my favorite authors is Aldous Huxley. Which can come across as pretentious, and I get that. Everybody has read A Brave New World, and it's a fine book. I, I mean, I like it good enough. But honestly, one of my favorite uh, books by him is uh, The Island, which, if you've never read it, I, I stick almost entirely to fiction. And this this was even a weird one for me because... It's kind of a lot of Aldous Huxley's books are science fiction-y. So like it's a lot of dystopian futures. Um, you know, a lot of like, oh, what if we went nuclear instead of this or, you know, it's just essentially alternate universes. Um and it it really skirts the line of nonfiction um because in the island it's it's a lot of politics, which is also weirdly enough something I don't care about entirely um 
like yes politics are important but whatever but in my fiction books i'm usually looking for an escape but it's it's just a again one of those dystopian types type of books it's like a zombie book but if you took the zombies out and then threw in like some jets and stuff interesting that's pretty cool um What's the, the books I'm thinking of? Not 1984. Uh, Fahrenheit 4. It's kind of like, um, I mean, it's it's kind of on the same lines of 1984, where mm-hmm. it is like, I mean, the island is set, I believe, somewhere in like Pacific Asia. Um, I, I can't, it, it's I, an undisclosed island, I believe. I, I don't know. Um, it's mm-hmm. been a little bit since I've read it. Really good book. Check it out. Um, but yes, you know, you, you, it's very on par with 1984. Nice. So do you really like dystopian style? I do. I do. Um, God, I really wish I could remember it. It was honestly another one of the books you had. It was a Dr. Monroe. No, (laughs) it was a zombie book technically, but it really wasn't, it didn't have a lot of zombie stuff in it. Um, it was, it was like set over like four different people, like the stories of like four different people or something like that. And like one was like a a guy in the navy, you know. Uh, it's not World War Z because I know that's no. Very oh my gosh, that's it's, that's so funny. Uh, what was the the Morning Star strain? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So fun fact: the guy who wrote that was mm-hmm. actually uh, an officer in the United States Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to talk to him for a while. Dude, holy cow, that is so crazy. Really, about that really. Book. Oh, I, I absolutely love those books. Um, again, you know, it's kind of got the negative stigma yeah. now of being a zombie book because zombie stuff kind of got overdone. Uh, Z.A. Wrecked. That was his name. Uh, mm-hmm. Z.A. Wrecked. Uh, yeah, The Plague of the Dead was the first book. Yes. I, uh, I, all I remember is that his green cover yeah. on it. <laughs> yep. I don't know yep. why I can remember that, but... I it's real I mean really good book cuz there is a little bit of zombie action in it but it's mm-hmm. it's really just these people surviving day to day in a dystopian world and I I mean not to go into games but I think that's why Fallout is one of my favorite series um you know I, I can get behind that I, that's a, no but that's a good genre that's a yeah. good ambiance feel the dystopian future the it's not Mad Max style, which I mean, sure, yeah. is one or uh, the one where it's all the ocean water, water world. world? <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't believe what's, I, what's I said it. One, I said it as soon as I said it. What's the one that. with the planet that's all full of water? <laughs> what's that one that's got all the monkeys on it? You know, it's a planet of chimpanzees. Mm, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Planet of Doctor Zeus's. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it right there. Um, no, I, I like the dystopian future mm-hmm. styles, and I can totally get that behind that with your when you're talking about fallouts and everything because it has that retro futuristic 1950s style, but not really right. Feel. But where nuclear went, you know, became yeah. the main power source, and yeah, yeah, it's 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 fun because I don't actually have to live it. And I will say for all the, um, you know, super zombie fans or whatever, though, they're like, Oh, I want this to happen in real life. No, you don't. No, you absolutely do not. I would be the first one to die. So I sure don't want that to happen. (laughs) We should make an episode called how long would you survive? (laughs) Shortest episode ever. (laughs) That's a, that's how long we would survive. (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? And we're dead. <laughs> and we're dead. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I, I did. I liked uh, the Plague of the Dead series, uh, Z.A. Rex series. Yeah, the one it, star it, it that really was good. good books. Yeah, no, I I was thinking about those, too. As soon as you said, like, you had this book about zombies. I'm like, oh, my God, that's <laughs> it. Um, you know what was another really good one that I really enjoyed? Hmm. I Am Legend. Yeah, I... I've only read and watched the movie once. The movie's garbage. Yeah, all of them. I'm not a fan of it. I, actually, no. I just kidding. I watched it twice. Lily and I just recently rewatched it because I don't think she's ever seen it. Um, I'm so. It's sorry. just as bad as it was before. <laughs> it. Um, I. Now, I. My. I was, my beef yeah. is with the dog. Um, I have a soft spot for animals. Um, <coughs> you know, 
in the movie they play it out so much more in the book it's still equally sad but it's like a band-aid like they introduce the dog and they rip the dog right out in the movie he's with them the whole time um and it you know it it really uh get you uh it's yeah no you really want one that really just like messes with you psychologically hmm. and i i I'm a hardcore person who loves a book in my hands, whether it's digital or paper. Sure. I prefer paper. Right. However, yeah. uh, World War Z. Yeah, I. The audible version hmm. is, and then they got phenomenal cast in it. Uh, Mark Hamill actually does a voice hmm. in it, and you want to talk about something that messes with you psychologically, uh-huh. like. I've read the book multiple times, mm-hmm. but when I listened to it in an audio, when it, it was acted out, it was on a whole new level hmm. that made me, I had to stop in pieces. I did. I would have to stop and listen to, ironically, I would listen to Warhammer 40K stories, grim, dark future stories, because it was happier and made me feel better than listening to World War Z because it it's just so oof. Yeah, like, I I've I've read the book. It actually the first time I read the book, I did I I was just not into it. And I was like, "Oh, mm. this book kind of sucks." Um and then I was like, "You know what? I'll give it another try." And yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a decent book. I definitely don't like it as much as you do. I have def- I've only read it complete once. Um, uh fun fact. Uh the the author, Max Brooks, mm-hmm. is Mel Brooks, the director mm-hmm. of like Young Frankenstein, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, uh, you know, just to name a couple. Yeah, of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's his dad. Fantastic. That's like, oh, that's his dad, really? That's his dad. Yeah, huh. no, that's his dad. Um, yeah. I will say, I love Mel Brooks movies. They don't really hold up so well, uh, but that's okay. I, I I still love Young Frankenstein. And I st- <laughs> yeah, oh no, God. they're 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 good movies. <laughs> um, if you're a straight white man, and then they, it's quality entertainment. I, otherwise, <laughs> I could see how you could be offended. Touche. Yeah, no, I, I had no idea that that was his dad. Because, I, I mean, I, yeah. like, I I just, just, like, when I see Brooks, I uh, my mind immediately jumps to Mel Brooks. But, like, oh, no, it's, you know, it's probably not that uncommon of a name. Yeah. Uh, now that uh, Max Brooks is the son of Mel Brooks, hmm. which is really yeah, so not fun little fact right hmm. there. You, yeah, um, another tangent because that's all yeah. we do is tangents. Um, <laughs> another dystopian kind of, it's definitely geared towards teenagers for sure. But hmm. honestly, the uh, the Divergent series, the movies, I I only watched the first one. Um, wasn't a big fan of them. Uh, so I don't know how the rest went, but honestly, I, the books were pretty decent. I mean, I, they, I I I read them like eight years ago, so you know, okay. take that for what it is. But I remember like actually really getting into them, like like one of those kind of books where you couldn't put them down. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I really, I never really got into it, but uh, knowing it, that it was out there and everything, yeah, I mean, take was, it for I, what it is. It, it is, it is definitely geared towards teenagers. Like it is. It, you it know. was competing with Hunger Games at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, honestly, I okay. I hung, it's, I've never dystopian re- teenager books. <laughs> That's what it's called. And Twilight, <laughs> Twilight came out around that time Twilight. too. That was the area. I've heard Twilight's era. a good book. Never read it. Um, and I never read Hunger Games. Like I've seen all the movies, and I've like, I've read Hunger Games. I I wasn't bad. I got into it uh, because Sarah was reading them, uh-huh. and then I was like, all right, whatever, I'll read them. Yeah, give and, it a try. And then uh, uh, Twilight, I never could get into because it just I just giggled every I'm, time. I <laughs> so uh, I wasn't part of the episode, but I the, I was editing it, and you guys yeah. were talking about uh, this is a completely off topic. <laughs> um, Another tangent. Should we just change our our <laughs> podcast to like tangents or off topic or some, <laughs> something like that? Dad um, to go on tangents. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that still runs in themes because I'm not a dad still. So yeah, um, goes with it. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, like you guys were talking about uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman, I'm excited yes. for that. 
I, I I like Robert Pattinson as an actor. Like I know it's like fun to like make fun of Twilight because they were bad movies, but I I truly think Robert Pattinson is a a really good actor. I don't have a problem with as an actor. Mm-hmm. I I really really don't. Um, I saw the trailer for when I watched the the trailer for. I'm assuming it's. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of which of the the series of Batman comics. It's something to do. Uh, it's like. A hundred days of Halloween or something of that sort. Basically, it involves around uh, people getting murdered, like mm-hmm. based on the holidays. And it's he looked pretty good. He he, you know, granted we only got to see a little bit, but the fact that he was like just pounding somebody's face in right. and everything, I was like, oh, comic fans uh, are gonna be mad at me, but um, eh, I can't I can't remember mad. the name. It's. It's Robin, but he's not Robin. He's like adult Robin, whatever his superhero uh, name is. Nightwing? Nightwing. I think he honestly would have been a better Nightwing. That's interesting. I, I've i only seen like Teen Titans, Nightwing, and like yeah. there was some there was something else. I can't remember what other I'm not, medium. So I'm not a DC guy, but yes, he, mm. I mean, there was, there was a, a, a few different Batmans. Uh, sure, and, yeah. Or not Batmans, but rather Robins. Like oh uh, uh, yeah, one grows up and one becomes Nightwing. Another one is was and I say this in air quotes killed by the Joker with a crowbar, and <laughs> and yeah, well he and they end up yeah. Ooh, I actually own that comic too. Uh, it's called A Death in the Family. Uh, it's one of the few DC comics that are uh, series that I own, and uh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> but he ends up coming back. They end up bringing him back to life, and he becomes. Uh, I can't name this is and DC guys are gonna like shake their heads right like, what's wrong with you it's uh the red mask or red hood something of that sort mm. and uh yeah, the that, uh red what's the uh, Captain America guy red skull yep red skull red skull yeah I thought you were gonna say red Robins oh, or yum. <laughs> the red Baron sponsored uh, by red. red Robin <laughs> sponsored by big red keep going we we're making this money red five uh that's that's Actually, from uh, or team red team leader. <laughs> oh, Star Wars. <laughs> <From> Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <God>. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Batman likes to adopt orphans and then turn them into vigilantes. <laughs> is he has that like five now, or six? Is of that them. is that because kidding. he was an orphan? Well, we don't have to answer this. We can talk about this on the Batman. That's episode. another tangent. Um, to bring uh, it back to books, books, and on theme with the kid friendly aspect that we <laughs> is it's there kind of. Um, just know it's there. Um, the mini Snicket series of unfortunate events. Absolutely oh my God, amazing. I love I, them. That was, I think, as a kid, the first series. Like, like, how many books are there? Like twelve or thirteen or so. I could be way off. There's a lot. Um, you, oh, I remember you reading. Yeah, being obsessed I got, with those. I, yeah, and I got like all of the books and even the stupid little notebook that I. You want to know what I use that notebook for? Uh, making Dungeons and Dragons. Things? No. I oh. was sitting in my room one day, and I, that book was like kind of near me. And this big old spider just comes crawling down, and I <laughs> use that book to smush it. And that's all I've ever done with that book. Um, but the series is phenomenal. I hated Jim Carrey. Um, I hated. Did you see the 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 newer one with uh, Neil Patrick Harris playing? Did not like seconds? that one either. Did you really? I uh, did. I, not. Did. I never saw that one. I I couldn't I couldn't get through it like I just I did not like it. Um, who, but who I have that? I have a very like because I was so in love with those books as a kid. I have a very you know um, concrete idea of you know all the characters in it. So if like they don't fit my character per what I imagined <laughs> perfectly, then I, I can't waste my time. I ju- I, I love that you're like books to movie mentality uh-huh, uh-huh. because Ethan is discovering that now mm-hmm. and like his heart is getting crushed because yeah. he's seen all the Harry Potter movies and he forgot about like he, he kind of saw them when he was younger and then he's been reading all the books so he's comprehending it and then he goes back to watch the movies and he goes <laughs> well these suck yeah yeah they'll <laughs> like, do that to you <laughs> yep you just took your first step into adulthood, man. <laughs> you you <laughs> learn you learn to be okay with it. <laughs> oh, 
by the way, just so everybody knows, the reason we had Ethan do the intro and oh, the right. outro, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ethan. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. So, <laughs> yay! Now I don't have to get him a birthday present. Now you don't have to get him a birthday <laughs> present. Now he, he, uh, yeah, this is for. He's just turned uh, ten years old, so that is one of his little presents that we gave him. Um, he also got uh, a bunch more books, actually. We got him the rest of the Warhammer Adventure books. Oh, nice. Uh, both Fantasy and 40K. Nice. Uh, y- yeah, they're still grim dark. <laughs> and then uh, he got a bike. Hey. So he's, yeah, he's he, he got a new bike. So What are you, raising happy. some kind of jock? This is for nerds. I know, I know. One time, we want a mathlete, this is, not an uh, athlete. Um, sponsored by Adderall because... Please, we need it. But <laughs> we were we were talking to this lady about um, our dog, and we we're like, "Oh yeah, we like to take him to parks and stuff all the time." And she told mm-hmm. us that our dog was gonna just become a jock dog, and he had no brains because all <laughs> we do is take him out for walks. I'm like, "Okay, I guess, lady." Like, I, I don't know. I just want to you see want. your dog coming in do- like. Drinking protein shakes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's on keto right now and he's looking fantastic. Yeah. He's like, bro, do you even lift? Right. Leg day. Let's get on leg day, man. (laughs) He doesn't, we don't walk him. He walks us. (laughs) All right. On that tangent, I think this is a great spot to end our episode. (laughs) As always, I'm Steve. And I'm Joe. And this is Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. (laughs) Bye bye. Bye bye. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. As always, please like, subscribe, Follow us wherever you listen to your podcast, and if you are listening to us on Audible or Apple, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram at face- and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod, and on Twitter at NerdDNAPod. If my dad ever gets Twitch, we're at NerdDNAPodcast.